Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Now entering Armbar Audio. Yo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Gerns. What's up, people? It is the WrestleMania 37 review. You ready for this shit? I'm here, John. Let's go. First thing we're going to talk about is you wanted to talk about a man by the name of Bobby Lashley and a man by the name of Omos. Yes, but before I talk about this, we talked about how the show got delayed. I liked it. I thought it was a blessing because the backstage interviews reminded me a lot of the old WrestleManias with Mean Gene. I thought that was really cool. Um, But yes... Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre went to battle. It was a great match. Drew McIntyre, unfortunately, did not win in front of a WrestleMania crowd. I kind of felt like he should have because last year there was no crowd. But, alas, he did not. Um, The match was still good. Um, After that, through the show... We got the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Almost did some great power moves. He is definitely a presence in the ring. They need to establish Lashley strong as a as as a uh, champion. Keep going with Almost. Almost puts his eyes on Lashley, goes after him. MVP turns on Lashley and goes with Almost. Make it happen, WWE. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think almost would be nothing but a positive. Uh, <clears throat> the hurt business seems to be no more. Uh, who's left in the hurt business? Is it just them completely? Uh, MVP said the hurt business is still a thing. It's him and Lashley. It will always be him and Lashley. Whoever comes in and goes is whatever. I could see them just trying to recruit almost to be with both of them. As opposed to MVP, like, turning on Lashley and going with Omos. Well, there's another fella that I think might be showing up tonight. A fella? Named, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I could see that. Keith Lee as a heel, though? I don't know, man. Or being a contender. Being a contender. Definitely. 
Talk about Rise War. Yes, the next match uh, we got was the uh, tag team turmoil. Yes, for for the number one contendership to Nia and Shayna's tag team belts for night two. Uh, I like the pairing of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. They look good. They like they have the same outfits. They're both into fitness and everything. It makes sense to me. Uh, all the people making fun of Mandy slipping, you're dumb. It was wet out there, and luckily she has a nice, big, beautiful ass to fall on. Uh, there were some other people that slipped and fell as well. Yeah. Um, this match, also, shout out to Corey Graves when he said, <laughs> Who are you to doubt Billy Kay to Michael Cole, which was a direct callback to Bret Hart's promo. Who are you to doubt L. Dandy? Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they mentioned, are the longest tenured female tag team. Uh, Heidi Loveless, a.k.a. Ruby Riot, killed it on the indies. She has been nothing but a plus for WWE. Liv Morgan, they they go, they go they do the Cesaro thing. They She gets hot, they put water on her. Uh, she gets hot again, same thing. They came out with a chronicle about her, or a 365. Um, so, I guess we're supposed to care, right, Vince? But then you had Natalia and Tamina beat them. Yep. Um, fuck you, I don't care about the women's tag division. <clears throat> Next. Well, now we're going to talk about a boy... A man, a Swiss man, a Swiss Superman, as it were, by the name of <coughs> Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Antonio Cesaro, a.k.a. Cesaro, because, last, because first names are stupid in the eyes of Vince McMahon. Um, Cesaro, uh, this was his first uh, singles match at Mania, or the first one that he won. Good for him. His gear looked awesome. Uh... The match was fire. Seth Rollins was awesome. Uh, the build to this match was awesome. Seth Rollins' new heel persona. He dropped the Messiah, and now he's like kind of running smear campaigns and kind of being like a politician, it's, and it's working for me. But uh, my man finally won at WrestleMania, Cesaro. And um, I don't want to get my hopes up. Because I know what they always do with them, like I mentioned with Liv. Yep. Uh, but hopefully, you know, it's going somewhere. We shall see. I think the Cesaro and Seth Rollins match was the highlight of night one. Second other highlight. Than, other than the main event, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yep, agreed. Another highlight, though, um, Puerto Rican sensation Bad Bunny really showed out and probably put on the best performance of a celebrity uh, in the history of WrestleMania or WWE. Um, I might even say wrestling. Yeah. Because, like, Mike Tyson is cool and the Shaq match was okay. And Pat McAfee don't count because you know he's been there training. Yeah. This dude came in, uh, uh, 
you know, Orton talked about it. A lot of people talked about how he, he like, dedicated himself and stopped everything he was doing. And, the, you know, he hit a Canadian Destroyer, the huge splash to the outside. He had good chemistry with Damian Priest. Miz and Morrison are consummate professionals. This match uh, delivered much more than I thought it would. Um, I liked Bad Bunny's entrance, and I liked his exit on night two with Triple H saying, you did your thing for WrestleMania, and now you got to go do your thing. And they kind of announced, yeah, was an his, announced tour. his tour. That was cool. Very. Cool very. stuff. I'm, I'm surprised that they never did anything like that for Stephen Amell. Like, have him put the fucking cow on and, like, jump out of the arena or something. It all <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephen Amell. Bad bunny, man. He's a bad bunny. The, uh... <clears throat> the best thing about this match was the Miz's reactions to everything Bad Bunny did. Yeah, absolutely. When absolutely. he did the Canadian Destroyer and it just swung around and zoomed in on the Miz. I thought, <laughs> I thought he's thinking, I can't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it swung from the Miz to Damien Priest's face. <laughs> right. Awesome stuff. Um, then we got into the main event. Which was a historic bout between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Let's talk about this history-making stuff. The first ever main event of WrestleMania, main evented by two African Americans, let alone females. Um, and at fr- before the match started, Bianca was getting emotional, which kind of took me out of the match. Oh, I don't know about that. But then once the bell rang, (laughs) once the bell rang, it, shit got real, real fast. And it was, it was, if you're going to watch any WrestleMania match, watch this one and watch the Cesaro one. Uh, and probably the main event of night two. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was also cool that the two... Last participants of the Women's Royal Rumble this year came up with gold. Yeah. Um, This goes into something I'm going to talk about at the end. But uh, congrats to all the ladies. Asuka held down the Raw Women's Division for like over a year. Yeah. It's nice that they're putting a rocket on Rhea's back uh, because Asuka could use some time. Uh, you know, she's a mother and everything, and also, Bian- we all know Bianca's, we've all been, and, and, and people who were who were saying that, uh, you know, Bianca and Sasha only main evented because of uh, Black Lives Matter or this or that or whatever. No, no, they invented from fan from fan outcry and the fact that Bianca Belair won the fucking Royal Rumble, so. If Edge gets to be the main event of night two, why the fuck shouldn't Bianca be the main event of night one? Correct. <clears throat> Hashtag fucking, stay woke. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> they weren't. Talking about Edge. Oh. Okay. Why does he get everything? They've already got the best maple syrup and the best beer. Why does he need this? <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, it was really awesome hearing Michael Cole say, for the first time ever, two black women are in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. And the fact that he was the one that said it. You know what was... Because he's been there the longest of the three that were there. Right. And you know what else is awesome that Michael Cole said? Click the next picture, brother. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about The Fiend and Randy Orton. He said a box-like structure, John. A box-like structure? No! It's a fucking box, idiot! It's not a box-like structure. It's literally called a jack-in-the-box. Jack-in-the-box. Fiend's entrance was fucking awesome. Yes, it was. Um... Randy Orton in in white equals drip. Um, He's one of those classic drums. I I was half expecting fucking burn burning my light to start playing. Um, <laughs> the fuck when when Fiend caught his breath after his initial uh, offense, and he went yeah yeah yeah, dude, almost yeah. almost tears. Like that that was fucking phenomenal. Um, people online are shitting on this match, but you don't understand. With The Fiend, it's about story. It's about progression. It's not about who won, who lost, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who This, this is obviously not the main focus yeah. of what this match was. What was the, the focus? What was the focus? Oh my gosh. It was none other than Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss comes out of the jack in the box. She looks like the bottom picture here, shown. And it looks like black blood is pouring from her face. The fiend reaches out to her. She reaches out to him. Orton turns him around, hits an RKO, wins. But then they still stare at each other. Fiend does not care about losing. All he is fixated on is her. Now, I would say that Sister Abigail has finally manifested physically, and the Fiend is is wrapped up in that. He doesn't care about Randy anymore. Yeah. Um, Alexa did not look angry that the Fiend lost, but... But it was just intense. Now, you see the first picture. This is how we got introduced to Alexa Yeah, Bliss. we're going to talk about the, the <clears throat> evolution here. She was Miss Sparkle. Alexa Bliss... She was like a cheerleader. ...is one of the most underrated wrestler, sports entertainers ever. Yeah. She makes... In, in a way, she's comparable to Daniel Bryan because everything that they give her, she turns into gold. They gave her Nikki Cross. Everyone's like, how's this going to work? Worked. They gave her, she was with Blake and Murphy. She was the standout. Um, she has, in, she kept increasing her in-ring acumen, but more so, how, how does one play all of these roles and then end up here and is perfect for it? If you listen to interviews or her own podcast, you would never imagine that she could be playing a character like this. And she's doing it at the highest level and great. 
And it's just astonishing. And so hats off to Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I even said um, on Twitter when I was watching this live, I said The Fiend got an awesome WrestleMania entrance and Alexa Bliss has been nothing but a positive to this to his story. Yeah. It's been nothing but positive. Alexa Bliss turns everything she touches into gold. Everyone everyone who wanted who talked for years about who should be Sister Abigail, you know, you got Sue Young, you got people were saying but Alexa Daphne. Bliss was people always were saying in the all these other people. No, she wasn't. She was. People were looking at like pe- females who are already like characterized as dark. I had heard people say Alexa Bliss before, but maybe not that many. Oh. Um, I heard a lot of people throwing around Nikki Cross as well. Right. Like like those out there characters. Yeah. But Alexa Bliss, man. Fucking awesome. She's perfect for it. Bro. Sheamus and Riddle uh, started off awkward. Weird start. But once... Matt Riddle hit the belly-to-belly off the top. The match really picked up, and it was awesome. Uh, the ending was fantastic. Riddle was did like a springboard moonsault off the second rope, and uh, Fella caught him with a bro kick Yeah, and that busted him open, and he won the match, and it was just... It was awesome. Like, uh, I was very, very happy with it. Um... Sheamus is another one that a lot of people don't really give credit to. He's been killing it since he came in. Yeah. And um, Riddle has done well. Uh, they they give him a lot of different stuff to do. It's, it's very muddled and confusing. But hopefully uh, Sheamus can provide an avenue for Riddle to... Get on one track. Yeah, if it <clears throat> it feels like they've gone headfirst as fast as they can into this pothead thing with Matt Riddle, when that was the thing that everybody said would keep him out of WWE. Right. But they are one hundred percent in on it, and you can tell that they're in on it because now they got him hanging out with fucking Rob Van Dam. And Rob and Van like, Dam showing the rolling papers. Like, I don't think the the weed stigma is there anymore at all. Right. <laughs> so, I think Matt Riddle might do well after this. I mean, he could go after the Intercontinental title. He could go... Shit, dog, he he's in WrestleMania. Get, he's he's already WrestleMania. doing he's well. Doing, yeah, he is. And the fact that he uses a jackhammer is fucking hysterical. It is very hysterical because he has a long history of having issues with one Bill Goldberg. Uh, let's talk about... John. What's up? I got a question. Yeah? What the fuck is a Nigerian drum fight? I don't know because I sure didn't see any drums used. Exactly. So apparently, However, these, this drum fight was supposed to, you know, the the spiritual ancestry of his Nigerian blood for, for Apollo Crews and all this stuff. But the drums were nothing but props, and they were props that weren't used used as weapons or like there should have been a bunch of people banging on the drums while they were wrestling. Yeah, that 
what the fuck? Like, they, they could figure that out for Sting's WrestleMania entrance, but couldn't figure it out for a match called a drum match. Right. Um, <laughs> Apollo Crews wins with the help of none other than Baba Tunde, a.k.a. Dabakato, a.k.a. Who is this man? Um, I don't mind wow. Apollo winning because... It's funny how everybody but Michael Cole knew who it was. Because Big E is a fucking star, yeah. and he's destined for greater... Oh, yeah. Um, so, putting it on Paul is fine. The match itself was fine. Uh, but, um, yeah, the drum thing did not need to be there. The gimmick thing did not need to be there. Or, or if it's going to be there, use it. Use it. <laughs> now, this is where the bulk of our conversation is going to be. I, can, I, I have a feeling. We're talking about the Universal title picture. First off, it's time for everyone, the internet wrestling community, casual fans, fans that don't even watch WWE anymore, it's time to start throwing a name into the GOAT, who's the GOAT, and that name is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. The man's career has been nothing but gold. He has taken everything that every promotion has given him and made it into something special. He is one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. He he can do anything. Uh, his and everyone's like, oh, he's an indie darling. He's only uh, he can only do this and that. No, he proved that wrong. His promos were amazing. He got taken out of wrestling. He came back. He took a backstage role for a while and pushed younger talent on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan is a treasure, and you need to start talking about him when you say who's the greatest of all time. Now, on to the second picture, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Best gimmick in WWE. Yep. This is what Roman should be. People were thinking Edge was going to win last night. I said, Roman is only losing to someone uh, that they're going to give the ball to next. Or someone that they know they can get a long feud. Daniel Bryan is talking about retiring. Edge, we don't know his contract, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be around every week. Yeah. And the fact that Roman Reigns, third picture, pinned both of them, is straight up fucking gangster and establishes him <laughs> even more so. This match was rad. You got three great fucking performers. You got, uh, I mean, what do you expect? Let's talk about the fact that this was a main event, a triple threat main event for the biggest show that WWE has, featuring three talents that should not be wrestling right now. Uh-huh. Right. Two guys came back from c- career-ending injuries, and, and one guy is a two-time survivor Survivor of leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't think that all three of these guys are fucking gangster, as you said? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, my final thoughts on WrestleMania 37 as a whole, 
There was a lot of entertaining stuff. If you're looking for great matches, like I said, I'd go with the two women's titles. I'd go with Cesaro and Seth Rollins and the triple threat main event. Um, John, you know what I really liked about WrestleMania 37? What? There was a lot of faces that haven't been pushed in years. There's a lot of faces that are fresh and new. Yeah. There was no Goldberg. There was no Brock. There was no Taker. There was no Cena. There was... This was the first WrestleMania, I would say, that is showing that... Showing the fans, okay... We heard you. We are going to start trying to create new stars. Yeah. And that is exciting to me because that has been one of my major gripes with the WWE show. As of late, yes. Um, also, just the fact that there was a live crowd oh. breathed life into the event. I agree. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I was a little frightful for them. Yeah. But at the same time, as a fan watching, it was so fucking awesome. To and see it again. definitely seemed more um, <clears throat> more regulated than I thought it would be. In my opinion, I saw a lot of staff there that was like keeping people in their lanes and all that, mm-hmm. like saying. This side's for moving this way. This side's for moving this way. If you're in this side, you're going to get kicked the fuck out. <laughs> right. So, John, what would you grade WrestleMania 37? I am going to go... If I'm looking at the event as a whole, not just night by night, I'm going to go... C plus to B minus. That's exactly what, exactly I was what you were going to say? Exactly what I was going to say. I'll, I'm, I'm leaning more towards B-. minus. And if I'm looking at night one, that's a B, and night two is a C. Yep. <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> and with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Bang! Bang.